I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. And we are live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Sales Team Rescue. I am your host, Jeremy DeMerchant, and we are in episode 10. This has been 10 consistent weeks. Um, For those of you live, I apologize for the delay. This is week number two in a row. We've had a little tech issue. But that's okay. We uh, we face challenges and we keep on moving just like you do in your sales calls and building your sales teams. Today, I have a special guest, Stephen Legrera. Let me switch this so your name is up here. And I want to tell you a little bit about Stephen and you're very quickly going to understand why I wanted him here. So Stephen's the founder of Sales Process Automation Systems, is a graduate of the University of Florida's School of Computer Engineering and has a minor in business administration started his career working for Big Blue, IBM, as a technical sales specialist, and he's worked with clients and quickly realized the importance that systems and automation can have in impacting productivity and thus increasing revenue, which, of course, we love to increase revenue. Now, Stephen spent the last eight years as a technical advisor in all aspects of digital marketing and has over 19 years in sales. Stephen's also a tech wizard, an automation expert, and a seasoned sales professional. With over eight years' experience as a technical advisor in all aspects of digital marketing, uh, his clients hire him to create and automate a profitable sales process that guarantees they save time, energy, and don't miss enrollment opportunities ever again. Stephen, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm excited. Now, um, full transparency, uh, where our conversation started because we were talking about sales processes and specifically CRMs mm-hmm. and, uh, Steven and I are both pipe drive resellers and we got really, uh, in-depth in conversations around what that means. And the reason I brought them on is because I like, I love pipe drive. It's awesome for a lot of different kinds of businesses, but he not only, is amazing at providing and implementing it. Um, he has a full process that he helps people go through. And so he is obsessed with the implementation. And I said, you know what, Stephen, uh, I love the idea of being an affiliate. I love to make sure people have great systems, but for me, it's tough to prioritize the time. And I know this is not the right politically correct answer, but it's tough to invest the time in, you know, making sure that everybody has all the resources they need every single time to get on board. And Stephen says, man, this is what I do. Right. So, this is why, one, I had to have him on, and two, going forward, anytime I see an opportunity for Pipe Drive, uh, Stephen and I are going to be talking, and uh, my clients or prospects are going to get an introduction. So, Stephen, welcome. Uh, thank you very much, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. So, I want to hear a little bit more. We The, the intro was, was really solid, but give me um, a little, uh, I guess, behind-the-scenes look at what brought you here that's maybe not on a formal CV, uh, you know, some... Feel free to drop names if it's appropriate, um, but share with the audience kind of what brought you to this point and what has has you um, in depth in this obsession with sales process. Um, well, um, I mean, I'll be probably full transparent. Uh, one of the, one of the one of my gifts is I have the gift of ADD, right? Yeah. 
So as, as most entrepreneurs, I, I think we're all, well, we're, we all have a little bit of ADD in us and, uh, you know, we always get caught up by, by shiny objects, right? Mm-hmm. And what I, what I realized, especially being a business owner, if I don't have processes, if I don't have checklists and things that I need to, that I need to follow, then what ends up happening is, uh, things fall through the cracks. I don't get done. I forget. You know, and when I do remember it's midnight and I'm sleeping and then I can't sleep because I got that thing that I forgot to do that I needed to do. <laughs> know what I mean? Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for, you know, from early on, I, I, I figured that, you know, so, you know, the, the curse of ADD is, you know, we're kind of all over the place and trying to get things done and want a million things to do. And then there's all the shiny objects. The gift of ADD is being able to what I call hyper focus. Right. Once you do get focused on something, you're like obsessed, obsessed and just, you know, get it done, get it done, get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, that doesn't happen very often. The, the kind of like the squirrel syndrome right. tends to take over. So um, early on, I, I like I said, I figured I need to somehow, uh, you know, come up with checklists and just you know, just systems. Right. And since I'm good with technology. Uh, you know, technology can be your friend if you use it correctly. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I find is that sometimes people tend to get the technology before they have the process. Right. Mm-hmm. So anybody been to a seminar lately or some kind of a workshop and then there's the guru up on top and he says, hey, buy this great product and services is going to change your business, change your life and make you lots of money. And what ends up happening is you buy this great tool and then you got it because the guy in the front said it would change your business, but you really didn't know what to use it for. Or maybe you sort of did, but you really didn't have a game plan. You know, it's kind of like if I go, if I go up to a contractor and say, Hey, I have this piece of land, build me a house. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and starts digging. And then he's like, well, what am I supposed to build you? Right. And I can't just tell him, well, you know, just make it up as you go along. No, he's going to have, he's going to, he's got to have a blueprint. All right. So the blueprint's got to go first, the process, the workflow, what exactly is he building? Right. And then from that, he's going to go and get the right materials, get, make, make sure that he's got the right tools to build this thing, this house that I want him to build. Well, technology is no different. Right. Mm -hmm. So I always, when I talk to clients, before we even get into pipe drive or any technology, I, I usually have the technology question last, is what's your process, right? Do you have a workflow? Do you know step-by-step step exactly what you need to do in order to accomplish your goal, right? So <clears throat> once you have it mapped out, once you have a, you know, you can have a flow chart, you can just have a document, checklists are, are always very helpful, Right. right knowing exactly what the step-by-step process is and in order to move to the next stage of the process and the next stage of the process. And once you understand that, then it's really easy to go out and get the right tool, right? So uh, I'm a PipeDrive user and I implement a PipeDrive. Sometimes PipeDrive is not the right fit, right? Mm -hmm. If the customer is really clear at the beginning on what they needed to do, I can easily say, well, PipeDrive might might not work for you because you – like, for example, if you have a 20-person sales team, right, right. you might need a more, a more robust solution. But if you're not exa- exactly clear on what that is, then you might spend a whole bunch of money, and then it turns out that the, the, the technology 
might not work for what you need to do. Right. right. You know, I, I love pipe drive. It's phenomenal when it's in, when it's in, in the right place for the right kind of team. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I found it um, actually when I was working with a, an HVAC client, they needed some, some uh, software that would allow them to have a nice integration with Google and things like that. And it was a small team and it was a perfect fit. Um, but that's not the case everywhere. And so what I love and for the audience, my goal isn't to make this about pipe drive at all. Uh, it's to make it about the process. And I like how you talked about the technology question being the last because, Correct. and in the conversation that we had, uh, I think it was last week where you said, um, you know, you want to design this process and then find the technology that's going to fit it. So for for the people watching, whether they're you know small business owner, whether they've got a sales team of twenty people, they've got a sales team of a hundred people. Um, can you walk us through just kind of the high level view of the quickest way or the easiest way to start that process of of mapping out your own sales process so you can start looking in the right direction? Yep, yep. So so basically, what you want to do is you want to look at. So we're talking about sales process specifically because this is something you should do for every every different part of your business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, corporations get it. Uh, in, in, in corporate speak, if you will, they call it an SOP, a standard operating procedure, right? So this is a manual that, in, in this case, a sales manager would sit down and put together and know exactly what the process is and then have that document and give it to their salespeople and that's what they follow. Right. Mm-hmm. What needs to happen when they cold call? What needs to happen when, you know, when they do get an order? Right. What's your onboarding process? In other words, once you do, once you do enroll a client, a client into your business, what do they need and what do you need in order to start working together? Right. So that's your onboarding process. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if once you have a sales conversation, there's basically three outcomes. Yes. No. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's a yes, then, of course, what's your onboarding process? If it's a no, maybe one of the things I do is I do a lot of JV partners, right? So sometimes when, when I talk about sales process, sometimes people are asking for a sales funnel, which is mm-hmm. marketing. Right. Right? So I have partners that I send, you know, that I, that I recommend, and, of course, they give me commission for the referral. Mm-hmm. So, so always know that sometimes no can actually – you can actually monetize no's. Mm, right. Right. Having and that's process. where, yep. And that's where having strong referral partners for different things, right? Cause you know, customer says, Hey, I need this. Says, you know what? I can't provide this, but you know what? Jeremy might be a great fit. Right. Now I'm a superhero cause I wasn't able to fix the problem, but I was able to send it to Jeremy and Jeremy can fix his problem. Now, guess what? So when, when, right. And of course there's the maybe now everybody's heard the, the, the money's in the follow-up. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people try to subscribe to what they call a one call close, trying to, you know, trying to get the, the business done in one call. Yeah. And, you know, it, the, the, the money really is in the follow up. Yeah, it's great to the one. We all love one call closes. I, I, I've, I've done sales and nothing like a one call close. But, man, I tell you, if you have a process for following up. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have it mapped out and you know exactly what what needs to happen, what emails you need to send out, what you need to do specifically to follow up, whether it's short term or long term, mm-hmm. right? Then you really don't have to then you really don't have to think about it. So things don't fall through the wayside. If you have a plan, if you have a blueprint, if you know exactly what you're doing, 
next and what's next and what's next. So coming up with the process is, okay, so if this happens, what do you do next, right? So, for example, networking. We all do networking, right? Mm-hmm. And how many people, raise your hand, I know I can't see you raise your hand out in the audience, do you have a box full of business cards? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's happened to all of us, right? But yeah. what if you had a process that says, okay, so when I'm when I'm at a, when I'm at a networking meeting, I meet this person, we speak. I think there, there's a, there's a fit for us to do business. Now, uh, no, unless you go to one of those networking meetings with three letters that you give, you get a bunch of business cards. You have no idea who those people are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't subscribe to that. I, I'd rather spend time with two or three people at a networking event rather than get 50 business cards. Right. <clears throat> right. Cause I, then, then I see there's a fit. So if there's a fit, first thing I do is I, I take a picture of the business card that goes right into my CRM. I'm in, in my, in my case it's pipe drive. Mm-hmm. And then the next step is I send him an email or her an email. Let, mm-hmm. Let's I'll set up a time to meet. Then they say, yes. Then I send them a link to my calendar. So again, this is this is where I, I use the automation. They book on the calendar. They fill out a quick, a small questionnaire, a short mm-hmm. question, a five question questionnaire, and then we meet. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's my process for when I'm when I meet somebody at a networking event, and I and I don't veer from it. Right. Guess how many business cards I have in boxes now. Goose egg. Zero is the the hope, hopeful answer. Goose egg. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, so yeah, you do forget and, that, that, you know, it's, it's being human. But, like, I really I really make a point to just follow my process. You know, against otherwise ADD kicks in and squirrels. <laughs> the squirrels kind of take over and, and then you know what happens. So, uh, but, yeah, and then, and then so, so, again, it's having a, a step-by-step process of knowing what to do next. Right. And if you follow that simple rule, mm-hmm. you're never going to miss an opportunity, a sales opportunity ever again. Well, at least, at least the the opportunity to have the sales com- you know, to have a sales conversation. You know, you yeah, might need yeah. some sales training. This is where Jeremy would come in, right? <clears throat> or hire, or have a sales, a professional salesperson who who can close for you, right? But still, it's it's still part of the process, right? So yeah. when you get, you know, so marketing is how you get a lead. Sales is what you do with that lead, and this is just a process so that things don't fall through the wayside. Right. Love it. Love it. And so if people have, uh, most people have multiple ways that leads are coming in or prospects are coming into their business. So network is a common one. Um, online marketing, I know you're, you're a funnel master as well. Um, so online marketing. So would you suggest that every single route that you have somebody coming into your business, yep. they map out a separate sales process? Yes. And what you're going to find is that the sales process varies up until the point where they book the appointment and they have the conversation. Right. Once, once they have the sales conversation, and, and just know that it could be like a two or three um, a three call process, depending on mm-hmm. what you're selling. Because sometimes you might, if you're corporate, you might need to send a proposal, right? Okay. So again, during what I call the presentation stage, which is really the sales call, that presentation stage might be two, three calls. Might be more than that. There might be a proposal in there, right? But just mm-hmm. understand what happens at that stage. And then once at at some point you're going to ask for the order, you're going to you you're going to ask for the sale. You better be asking for the sale. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> right. Otherwise, yeah. Otherwise, hire Jeremy. He'll ask for you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. 
And you either go, either it's going to be yes, no, or maybe. And then the mm-hmm. process is going to be exactly the same on the, on the tail end of the, pro, of the sales process, right? Right. And in the beginning, it's just, it's, it's all going to vary. So, so, you know, typical scenarios is if you're out, if you're out networking, right? I just, I just gave you, I just gave you a, a really, a really simple workflow, right? Right. Uh, what if you're giving talks? Mm-hmm. I was doing that last night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have, I have a process for that. What if you are in like a, like a digital marketing funnel, right? So for example, what I call an application funnel, which is a webinar that leads to somebody applying, filling out an application form and then booking a call with you. Right. Yeah. What about a Facebook strategy or a social media strategy? Right. Yeah. And so when it comes to these processes, and actually I think back to last night, so I was presenting to a group um, and you know, you can build up these really technical calls to action. The, the process is right. Like um, send this and do this. And suddenly all this automation will make everything picture perfect and you'll get all the emails and stuff like that. But I find that technology can be a hindrance to people. They'll go, Oh, I don't have the time to set that up. And a couple of months ago I was in that situation where I went, I need a call to action. It's not really a place where I can pitch, like make a formal offer. And so I went, why don't I just ask them to text me? Now there's no automation. It was actually my cell phone number. Mm. And I just said, guys, text me your name and number if you want my free download. And then all of a sudden, like I stepped off stage and all of a sudden my phone starts vibrating. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Like it works. Um, Now it's not, not really technically savvy, but where's, where's the balance to say, okay, you know what? Um, Done is better than perfect or start with the simplest version and then expand versus I want to make sure it's perfect and fully automated before I go out and put it into play. Yeah. Um, here, here's my take on that, right? Like, you know, there, to me, there, there's really two, two types of people. One of those I call technically courageous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other was not technically courageous like this. You know, they're just, they just don't, the technology and them are just, just don't mix. Right. Yeah. So, so for the people that are, you know, that, that are, that are not technically courageous, uh, outsource. Find somebody who can find somebody who can help you with the automation. So, you know, so, so this. So what you can do, like when you leave this call, the one thing you can do is like really sit down and map out your sales process. Mm. Once you have that, then you can figure out okay, how do how do I automate that? And when I talk about automation, let me be really clear. It's not like marketing automation where everything is like on autopilot. Right. Because that that loses a personal touch and the sales process has to always, you know, stay personal. So when I'm when I talk about automation is like, how do I save three minutes here, five minutes there? Right. Instead of having all these different applications, like so, for example, let's say I keep a spreadsheet. Right. And I put the name and the email and the phone number and then some notes on that. That works great. But once you have 100 people in that spreadsheet. Right. And then I because I'm. I, I developed the system just because I had that pain, right? I fixed my own pain. So right. we were getting 25 to 30 leads a, a week. <clears throat> and they, they, the, you know, the, the, the coaches I was working for asked me to, to follow, to keep up, to keep up with that on a spreadsheet. And they were not willing to outsource or pay for the technology, mm. right? They were not willing to pay for a CRM. And I was like, okay, either I can, I can, bitch about it or I can do something and I decided to do something. So I created the system for myself. And just to give you, just to give you uh, 
an example on this, I was spending about 30 minutes per lead just trying to follow up and take notes and, and, and you know, what do I do next with this person, right? I was able to break down. Not even including the conversation. Not included. So the conversation was usually about 50 minutes to an hour, about 50 minutes, right? But imagine 25 times 30 minutes per lead. And that's after the end of the day. And as you know, if you're you're doing high-ticket closing, you shouldn't be doing more than four calls, five max. Right. Because you're you're just your brain is just you're, you're exhausted, you know, energetically. Then think about afterwards, you have to go and now do all this admin work on top of that. All right. So I was yeah. spending about 30 minutes. Once I implemented this system, I was at a bring I was able to break that bring that down to five minutes. And because I was actually able to properly follow up, I, I was I tripled my sales. Nice. Right. So. <clears throat> Uh, so the point of this, if you are t- technically courageous, mm-hmm. then my, my question to you is what's the highest and best use of your time? Mm, that's a good one. Right? Is it trying to figure out how to, how to set up all this technology? So no. So let's say, for instance, so my system is really simple. There's, there's a scheduler in the front, there's pipe drive, and then typically an autoresponder in the back end, something like Active Campaign or Infusionsoft, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it the highest and best of your time? Figure out how to, first of all, use the scheduler, which most people most people do, right? Mm-hmm. Then, then it's the pipe drive. Figuring out how to set it up, how to customize it for your sales process that you've that you've already created, hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's okay. How do I get the scheduler and the pipe drive to talk to each other? How do we integrate them together, right? So this is where it kind of gets really techy, right? You use it, I use an app called Zapier to get them to to, to talk to each other. But it's set up in a certain way <clears throat> where the data goes to the right place instead of pipe drive. Right. And I think that's a, a huge point to bring up about the highest and best use of your time. I, for me, I like to know enough about the technology that I can have an intelligent conversation with the person setting it up. Um, like, like I used to use um, a, a system. I don't even know if I can call it a CRM because the CRM functions were not great. But we're just going to say it used to be a big green monster. And... Uh, and now it's changed its branding, but that t- that tends to be confusing. Confusing, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Big green monster. These tends to be confusing, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I was I was paying somebody three hundred dollars a month to manage it on top of the fee I was paying for the system. Mm-hmm. But and for me, actually, that was worth it to not get stuck in it. Mm-hmm. But I first wanted to make sure I could have that intelligent conversation because often the people that are really tech savvy don't necessarily understand the flow that's going through an entrepreneur's brain for their business. Cause they don't know the ins and outs of the business as well as the right. entrepreneur themselves. Right. So being able to have just enough understanding to have the conversation, I think it's really, really important, but there's very, very quickly in business comes a point when you don't want to be the one building the tech yourself. You want to outsource it as quickly as possible because uh-huh. not only does it take a lot of time, it sucks up your energy if you're not, as you said, technologically courageous. Or you know, even if you are, that probably isn't your superpower. Like with Steven, it's a superpower. Let him do your stuff. For me, mm, I know enough to be dangerous and I break more things than I fix. So <laughs> get me in, in, into your sales process, not setting up the, the system necessarily. Correct. Um, now, Steven, I want to ask one more uh, major question. When somebody's setting up their pipeline, Okay, their 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 deal stages. So no matter what system you use, whether even if it is a Google document or an Excel spreadsheet, PS, get yourself off of Google Docs and Excel spreadsheets for CRM purposes. Okay, please just find a system. 
Um, there's lots that are ideal for you. There's some if you don't want to spend the money. There's free ones out there too. Um, but just something that's not a spreadsheet. Anyway, so in every CRM, there's a way to track your process. And often this is referred to as your pipeline or um, your sales funnel or your sales process, deal stages. There's different words that are used depending on the system. Um, but ultimately, you choose the sections that a deal goes through before, from when it goes to, hey, nice to meet you, to uh, here's the money, let's make this happen. And maybe even more if you want to follow the process for um, implementing. Right. One of the challenges that I've found, I've been asked this question a lot, is how is the most effective way to design or title those stages? So is it based on what the next step is? Like, hey, now you're in this stage and we know we're waiting for this to happen. Or is it uh, one where you're, where it's, this is what's been done. Like, how, how do you, the naming convention, which seems really simple, but it, is, it holds a lot of people up. And so if we can kind of knock that out of the park for, for people, I think it'll help that implementation. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind it's kind of it's kind of it really is up to to the person to to figure out what they name it, right? But like for example, you can you can Google you can Google you know sales process, and there's there's some people out there who've created. I, I actually have an ebook on, on a seven step on a seven step sales process okay. that I got from somebody else, and I just tweaked the names. But but basically, you're gonna have so for example, you're gonna have your prospecting stage, which is your marketing. Mm-hmm. Right, you're going to have your pre-qualifying stage, mm-hmm. which is to make sure you that prospect is in fact pre-qualified. Right, okay. then you're going to have your contact stage, which is you reach out to them and say, "Hey, let's have let's have a conversation." Right, mm-hmm. then you're going to have the presentation stage, which is where you actually have that sales call with that person, whether it's one call or however however many calls it takes. Right. Mm-hmm. If client says yes, then you might have a proposal. Then you might need to get a deposit, mm-hmm. right? And then, of course, then then there's then there's the, then there's the onboarding, right? So so when so for what you do and the way you structure it, would you title the stage like deposit received? So that's yep. where they're at, or would you yep. be like, you know? Awaiting welcome. Call. Oh, what I, what I would say is so if so, let, let's say that I had the I had the let, let's say let's say your your process is a proposal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would go from the presentation stage. That means a sales call. They said yes. Then I would put I would move them into the proposal stage. Now inside of the stage, there's first of all the step. Step one is prepare proposal. Mm-hmm. Step two is send proposal. Step and, and I know it sounds kind of trivial, but man, you oh, no. really need to do this, right? Step three is receive proposal, make sure it's signed, make sure it's got all the all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Mm-hmm. And now that I've got the proposal in my hand and everything is you know everything is the way it's supposed to be, now I move them to let's say I get a deposit, let's say I get a fifty percent deposit to get started, right. then I get a deposit because. Realize, without the proposal in the contract and without the deposit, they're still not a client. Right. Right. Sometimes yeah, people go, oh, I, clo- I closed the deal. Where's the proposal? Uh, the client's got it. Have they made a deposit? E- no. Okay, they're not a client yet. <laughs> keep, keep working, buddy. Yeah. 
right? So now, now you have the deposit and you have, you have the client. Now you move them to the onboarding stage because you got what you need. And one thing that I, I like to think about when um, I'm designing stages is what matters to me if I go back six, you know, three or six months from now and I want to say, okay, who is at what stage in the business? And how, who am I going to treat differently? Hey, these people were sent re- proposals that for some reason I didn't follow up on them. Well, they were probably pretty warm leads and I, you know, life just probably happened. Or um, we did a sales call. Um, they said, not yet. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be able to categorize them that way. So that's how I think about it. And so um, I, I think that's, that's one way to, to consider if I'm going back and looking at my database of right. things that didn't close, what's important to me and how, or what stages would I treat people differently? So, but initially, of course, what's the process you need to be monitoring as you go as a primary? Um, set, set a, uh, you know, set a date. So for example, uh, pipe, pipe drive has this feature called deal rotting. Right. Yeah. Right. So basically what that says is every 15 days. So you set the rule, right? So if I have, I have this, this, this contact, right? This, this person that I've spoken to, let's say it's the proposal stage. You send the proposal, right? Well, typically, you know, give them, I, I give them five days. Right. Right. If within five days, I haven't received a proposal. My system reminds me, Hey, you need to get in touch with this person. Mm, perfect. Right. So either send them an email or give them a call, put in a note. <clears throat> and then I've reset the deal routing to the next five days. If something doesn't happen in the next five days, system reminds me again, Hey, you need to get this proposal back. Right. Right. So again, this is where technology is really important because you, you have, that's, 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 that's where the technology is. You use the technology to remind you, right. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do this. Make sure you pay attention to this. Yeah. Right. And pipe drive happens to be very visual. Yeah. So whenever a, a, a deal is a deal running stage and the five days go, but goes by the contact goes from white to pink. Hmm. So when I open up my dashboard, I look at, hey, what's pink in here? Right? It's simple. It's simple. Like like literally a five-year-old could use this. And and, and not not to minimize really smart people and all this stuff, but, you know, you you, you want to keep it as simple as possible. So people are like, well, I need to get Salesforce. And if, if you've ever looked at Salesforce, it's like, it's like, whoa, there's like all kinds of yeah, tabs I, on I the top and, and it's just, it's just really, really confusing. And I understand why you need that if you have a big sales team and, and things like that. But for the small business owner, coaches and consultants and, and experts, which is uh, typically my tribe, the people I work with, mm-hmm. first of all, they don't even realize that they need a sales process because they're so focused on their marketing automation and, and, you know, all the marketing things that they need to do to get leads. But one that once they start getting leads, then uh, every entrepreneur I've ever talked to is like, yep, I forget, you know, I have a stack of business cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've lost deals to my competitors because the, the customer said, I'm not ready right now. Well, I think that one piece that I, I think I want to make sure that we kind of uh, land on before we have to wrap up is 
Um, this, this more simple you can make it, the more effective it's going to be for you, right? Especially when it yes. comes to helping sales reps do it. Because when you're focused on your superpower, whether it's closing sales or serving somebody, you don't want to get distracted with administration if you can help it. So make sure your system is set up, whether you do it or you outsource it, set it up to be as simple as possible. Awesome. Uh-huh. Before, because we're tight on time, I want to dive into the lightning round really quickly. Um, so, Stephen, we know that coffee is for closers. What is your favorite coffee or comparable drink? Starbucks. Starbucks. Pike. Pike. Love it. Awesome. Favorite coffee. Perfect. Uh, mention one book or movie that you recommend to sales reps or sales teams. Uh, Blue Ocean Strategies. Love it. Great book. Um, who's somebody that you consider a mentor in your life? Uh, a gentleman by the name of Iman Agai. I know Iman. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Super smart guy. Super smart guy. I've known him when he was, he's actually here in Vancouver and when he was giving presentations at ING. Mm. And man, he just took his business and now it's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's become a multi, multi-millionaire. So I really respect him. He definitely passed me like, <laughs> kind of like Captain America on your left. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, no, he's, he's a super great guy. Yeah, um, very humble. Now here's, Here's a question that I'm always curious. What's the strangest thing you do in your daily routine that keeps you on your game? This is going to sound really weird. When I get stuck, I I play chess. Really? Yeah. If I'm stuck on something or I'm, I'm in one of those, uh, sometimes, you know, you ever, you ever been like, man, I don't feel like doing today. You ever had mm-hmm. those? You just wake mm-hmm. up. I don't feel like doing anything. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll just I'll just open up a chess game and start playing, and all of a sudden ideas start flowing. Love it. Either that or I get in the shower. Shower. The shower is the place for me too. Yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. No, I totally get. That. There's also a third thing, which is a number two thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick with shower. <laughs> awesome. Okay. This this show is supposed to be PG. Sorry. Right. Right. Exactly. So, Stephen, I want to mention your website is automatemysalesprocess.com. And I want to give you a quick second. We're very tight on time, but I want you to tell us a little bit about the program that you are launching very shortly. Yeah. So so we talked about the sales process and having a sales process. So so the, the three steps that I recommend for clients is figure out what your sales process is. Number two, automate that sales process. And number three is outsource it. Mm. Right. So uh, what, what I'm so the the, pro, the the program is the ultimate sales process blueprint. And that is a seven week uh, program uh, delivered via Zoom. And so if you have a stack of business cards, you lost sales to competitors and you're overwhelmed with the with the admin work uh, that it takes to properly follow up. This class is definitely for you. It's highly interactive. Um goes over seven weeks, and by the end of the course, you're going to define the seven stages of your sales process for your top three lead generation sources. Because remember, I said at the beginning, that kind of varies. Then after you have your sales conversation, process is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. So talk about the seven stages, what to do in that stage to make sure you don't drop the ball, and you identify the different steps inside of each stage, the goals inside of that uh, stage, and then who's going to actually do that, right? So if you have a team, that you're going to have support, right? So who's going to manage that stage? Right. Awesome. And yeah. specifically, you know, when a client is not ready to buy, mm-hmm. so you don't miss that opportunities and just have a complete workflow that now you can take to your tech person if you have one 
or if you you know if you if you need to bootstrap you need to, you need to do it yourself you need to do it yourself now at least you have that to to automate right so the full end to end process they walk away from the from the course with their sales process blueprint in hand and ready to implement whether it's themselves or it's outsourced to somebody else they walk Correct. away with that done and ready to roll awesome perfect well steven thank you very much guys today this is steven and I'm going to call you like the sales process master. Uh, if you want to learn more about his sales process blueprint, go to automatemysalesprocess.com forward slash sales process. Um, and uh, those notes will be available with all the other ones from past episodes over at salesteamrescue.com. Guys, thank you very much. This was episode 10, Sales Team Rescue. Steven, I appreciate you so much for being here. Guys, we will see you again next week live on Headspace TV at 2 p.m. Eastern. And again, check out Sales Team Rescue for more. Everybody have a great day. And remember, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com.